There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. What'd it be like, Freaky Deaky? Andy's here. It's all I know. I am here. Andy is here. It's all true. What it be like, freaky deaky? deaky. What is is that like a uh, is it a reference? Is that the like what's the get down the mother sucker get down like George Clinton? That's it. Oh, yeah, George it's Clinton. kind of George Clinton kind of yeah. deal. What it be like, freaky deaky? <laughs> <laughs> Those were the days, ladies and gentlemen. Those were the days, no question. All right, did you guys make a New Year's resolution? No, any of you? Uh, yeah, I always have like forty-five of them. Forty-five. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, I kind of made, I guess, a New Year's ish resolution, just trying to do less screen time on a phone, but nothing too life changing. Andy, I have never. Okay, <laughs> okay, so we got to go through forty five with Brittany. Yeah, yeah, that's plenty. Is that what you're saying? We don't yeah, need mine. I, I um, I feel like I'm one of those people that always sets. Go- I like goals. I like new slates. I like Mondays. I like starting over. I like the new year. I like that mm-hmm. feeling of like, where can I improve? And mine are pretty basic. Like taking the dogs for a walk every other day is that's a hard one because it gets so cold. Um, going for a run. I have my running shoes ready to go after the show. Okay. Stuff like that. And then um, enjoying wherever I'm at. That's my big one this mm-hmm. year. I'm My mantra is work. W-E-R-K. And it's work, 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 work. And so like wherever I'm at, I'm going to have so much fun and I'm going to work on, on being a hundred percent present. Why is it W E R K? Because it just feels more like fun, not like work. It's like craft work. Craftwork. Craftwork. Okay, the top five reasons you already broke your New Year's resolution to be happier. Did you break that resolution, Brittany? I have been happier. There you go. Success. For a couple of days, you've been happy. Three days of success. <laughs> Three days a, of success. Yesterday was a hard one because getting back into work and having a long day, I was like, oh, my, I was exhausted. But I was like, no matter where I was at, I even enjoyed all my driving. I told myself, be okay. present. <clears throat> so that's good. Yeah. Okay, the top five reasons you already broke your New Year's resolution to be happier. It's only day three of 2024, and your resolution to be a brighter version of yourself has already gone down in flames. I'll find out why with today's list of the top five reasons you already broke your New Year's resolution to be happier. You bet on Alabama to win it all. Oh, yeah. That, that, that wasn't great if you bet Alabama to, for the college football playoff. Yeah, they, they lost in overtime, I believe. Uh-oh. 
you're Bill Clinton and Hillary's about to find out how many times your name is on Jeffrey Epstein's passenger list. Well, <laughs> it was a lot, wasn't it? If I was Hillary Clinton, I was probably not happy in the first place, but that's probably true. Still. Good point. Uh, your other resolution was to give up drinking, uh, and who's happy without booze? This well, one. I am. I don't give a rat's ass about drinking or not. Yeah. I was good at it. When I was a drinker, I was good at drinking. Oh, yeah, you were. You know what I'm saying. You know, it's been like 12 years now. Yeah. It's been 12 years. It was one of those situations where it's like, you, you should stop drinking. Okay. Whatever. I loved going out with my buddies and drinking, but I love my wife and my family too. So what? who cares? Right. Right. Yeah, I think that was your version of like I hate this term rock bottom, but that was your version of this I can't do this. Like Catherine saying, "Hey, don't do this" cuz she actually doesn't tell you you guys don't put a lot of boundaries on each other all the no. time. And so I think her saying that formally, that's enough for you. Yeah, it was enough for me. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, it was not a big deal at all. I, family was very supportive and I don't really care. And actually I did have two drinks since then. By accident, because Catherine and I went out to dinner about seven, eight years ago, mm -hmm. and I ordered a couple of no alcohol beers. Mm -hmm. Turned out at the end of the night, they were both alcohol beers. They don't taste any different. Al mm -hmm. Alcohol-free beer tastes exactly the no. same to me as beer does. Well, it's yeah. such a low I amount of alcohol, you can't taste it. I, yeah, that's pretty much true. I dream about situations like that. Like, oh, no, I, oh, I really? got to relapse without the, like, guilt of relapsing. <laughs> So do you do you think about it once in a while how you'd still like to be wheeling? It's rare. Yeah, it's rare. I I um I'll randomly because like sometimes they'll have like cute like mom things like everyone will be like oh my god the end of the day let's all have a drink a wine mm -hmm. after we put our kid to bed, but then I think it through and the reality of it is I can achieve everything like the right. relaxation <laughs> feeling, the you know I. I I can't imagine being hungover with Gogo right now. No. Like at this mm -hmm. age, she's up. She's going hard by seven fifteen. Right. Yep. She's in full sprint mode. So it's like, I, if I really think it all through, I don't miss it. But sometimes there's little moments where I'm like, "Ooh, a martini with a cute dress at a bar." <laughs> yes. Well, I guess what you don't miss is the alcohol. What you miss is the lifestyle that allows you to drink alcohol. Yeah. Right. Or right. just even that flash image, like not even the, I wouldn't even say lifestyle is even too big, but like even just the quick, like picture that, you know, you think in your head of like right. the cuteness around it. Yeah. Well, you know, Kendall, Kendall Norberg, my mm -hmm. good friend. Yeah. Ken, Kendall's very happy that I stopped drinking for 12 years because when we'd go out, I didn't go to, I, I was never been a, I was not a big bar going kind of guy. Like I used to go to Maslax bar because it was never all that nuts and they're, Mm -hmm. uh, Stan Maslach didn't put up with anybody's aggressive bullshit, so that was a good thing. I didn't mind going over there, but I was not a big bar goer. And Kendall loved it when I gave up drinking because basically he said, do you know how many years I stood next to you and had to talk to somebody because you looked at him and went, what the hell are you looking at? Oh, God. <laughs> I can I can relate to Kendall. Like, that's not fun when you have a friend that is like an aggressive drinker and you're like – Please don't get into a fight because I don't want to have to fight. Oh, it's hell. I can't even imagine. You. Like, the like, gonna... crew. Oh, and that wasn't even the worst. Like, when I, you know, after college, I had a group of friends that they more or less looked for fights when they went out. And, oh. like, I was like, I can't go Why? out and hang out with you guys no more. Absolutely not. 
Andy, do you and Melissa drink? Because I know you're like you and I have talked about it a bunch. And when I, especially when I used to uh, randomly help, like go check on Hobbs if you're out of town, you had like the beer cart thing or whatever, and you're like, I haven't used that thing in like yep. four years. So, <laughs> I will. Like, I'll routinely go like five years without drinking anything at all. I just like I don't know. It's not like I'm like okay, I gotta you know cut down on drinking. Mm-hmm. I'll just you know I'll drink for a while. And then I'll get sick of it, and then I just won't do it. Right. And I largely, I drink because I like the taste of it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like, you know, do you ever go through like, oh, I got to have some baked lays, and you eat nothing but baked lays for three months, and then (laughs) you don't touch them for like a decade after that. Yep. That's how I am with alcohol. Yeah. The other day, I was like, oh, I should like have a beer, but I was too lazy to get off the couch to go get it. And Too I was like, nah, far. I don't really want one that bad. So I think I'm good. Well, that's the other thing. It's like, I have to go to the liquor store and buy it. Right. You know, it's one thing I will tell you though, Andy, and you probably don't even, well, maybe you do realize this, but when you drink alcohol and you get to that point where you might be a little intoxicated, you get this very big, happy personality. Mm-hmm. You, do you know you're doing that? No, definitely. Oh, you do. Okay. Yeah. I've never drank like enough that I don't remember things. Not even right. close. But, I mean, you get this big, happy attitude, which is, you know, really nice because a lot of people, like your father, gets crabby. Yeah, no, I'd, uh, I've never gotten <laughs> mad from alcohol. I'll, no. I'll get, like, you know, a little less inhibited, and then I'll get sick in that order. Yeah, you don't need that. And that's all that all right. it does. Those two things. The top five reasons you already broke your New Year's resolution to be happier is getting worse by the line. Uh-oh. We went with you bet on Alabama to win. Your Bill Clinton and Hillary's about to find out how many times your name is on Jeffrey Epstein's passenger list. Number three is your wife's New Year's resolution was to leave you for your brother. Damn. <laughs> is that a specific reference to something or yeah. is that just. Oh, no. That's... Somebody who was writing this is going through a dark. Yeah, time. for real. <laughs> real person. That is a fact, man. Yeah, you're going through some dark times if this is what you're all about. Number, Honestly, number two is because Sharon took all of your money and your golden retriever right. as well. That bitch. Yeah, I was going to say, number three. Your other resolution was to give up drinking and who's happy without booze. You realize it's inevitable that this year's election will be between a senile grandpa and a crazy uncle? Well, that's a good point, though. Don't you think? Yeah, but that doesn't affect my brain no. right now. No. no. Yeah. I agree with you on that one. Boy, a lot of people do get affected by that. They got their guy, and if you don't like their guy, boy, you're a horrible person. Yeah. They I take remember in my sports. 20s feeling that way, even though I wasn't very political, but I was like, oh, if this person wins, it'll be the end all. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, wait. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, like, the kind of, that's the line you're sold when you're a kid, especially in totally, college. Yeah. Yeah. That is what you are told, is that if this person wins, the world is over. We're all dead. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you think back, think back to on, on presidents and all the rest of it. How long has it been since a president of the United States wasn't a scam artist? Mm-hmm. They're all in it for the money and the fame. You do know that, right? Yeah, there's no like real reason. Because, I mean, the presidency is a job. There's no real mm-hmm. reason to want to fill out that application other than yeah. money and your and desire for power. Yep. Like That 100%. sounds like the worst job ever. I got to move to the White House. I never have any alone time. I don't do anything fun. 
No, you'll never be left alone for the no. rest of your life. You were, no, even true, once yeah. you're out of office, you do a job for four years and it defines you for the rest of your life. You have to be followed around by Secret Service for the rest of your life. And you see those pictures of before they enter office and after, and they look like they've aged years, about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. I remember. This is going to. I remember hanging Bush. Bush Jr. was kind of cute. And then by like one year and I was like, not so much. And Obama, I was like, he's hot. And then like two years in, I was like, oh, my God. I know. Grandpa it's is crazy. That. Oh, what are you going to do? Yeah, there's just that big deal coming around again. It pops up about, since he left office, it pops up about every six months about how he and his wife are not really married. He's gay, and he just had a wife to kind of make it look like he wasn't. What is the uh, Barack Obama? Oh, there's huge talk about how he's gay. I heard you talking about Um, Clinton. I was like, there's strong evidence Clinton's not gay. She was, yeah. She was really really (laughs) honest about something that I appreciated. Michelle was doing like a talking to her, probably promoting something, but she had a conversation. She was like, there was like three years of my life where I hated my husband. Like everything bugged me and we had to like reconnect. And I appreciated that honesty Mm -hmm. because a lot of times people don't always talk about how marriage you all go, go through hard stages or when you're raising kids and all of a sudden you kind of look at your significant other, like, I could fight you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fighting Catherine. Not going to happen. No. She's got very long arms. She gets a couple of strokes and I'd be done. No question about it. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's uh, eh, whatever. Um, New Year's Day was a Monday. And even when it's a holiday, Mondays suck. You're Blake Shelton and you read the reviews of your New Year's Eve performance. Oh, did it suck? I don't know anything about Who's that. Who's Blake Shelton? I, I didn't even know he performed on New Year's. He's a country well, artist, isn't he? Yeah, cool. yeah I... I'm embarrassed to say, am I the no- who knows the most about Blake Sheldon, and it's very minimal. <laughs> What's his like yeah, I don't big know hit? What I even know? What Blake Sheldon? He's got a lot of bunch of like country rock kind of feels, yeah, like p- country pop. And then right. he's married to Gwen Stefani and was on the. Well, voice. that's right. Yeah, he's a host of the Voice or uh, whatever a uh... country voice. No, the singing show where they Nashville like press the bar yeah, and they he, turn around. He just had his yeah. last season on the. Yeah, voice. he was on the Voice. Yeah. But that's oh, okay. Uh, but he's done now? Yeah. So is he one of those, like, pickup trucks and six-pack yeah. and my... Yep. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know any of those people then. They're all, like, a amorphous blob in my mind. An amorphous blob, ladies and gentlemen, coming on stage right now. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking. Uh, you still have six more days until the kids are back in school. And finally, money buys happiness. And you uh, checked your balance. Uh, you just checked your balance, your bank balance. What? <laughs> money buys happiness, and you just checked your bank balance. I don't get that. You're saying you don't have money to buy happiness with. That was a really stupid list, i got to be honest with you. I thought it would be a lot better than it was. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been better. Yeah, yeah, I just, I don't really understand any of the ideas. I did, now what is this thing? And I know we, we've only got a few minutes here, but what is going on between Jimmy Kimmel and Aaron Rodgers? What the what? hell is that all about? Are you putting this onto some tea? Apparently. Mm, Jimmy Kimmel threatens to sue Aaron Rodgers over Epstein comments. Well, <laughs> what? Do you know anything about this? I know nothing about this. Um, no. I will oh, in about 45 seconds. It sounds like Aaron Rodgers... Um, made comments that 
Jimmy Kimmel was somehow connected to Jeffrey Epstein. And he did it really? on a Pat. So are you familiar with Pat McAfee, Paul? Yeah, or Paul, sure. Yep. Tom. Pat McAfee uh, does a show on ESPN, and Aaron Rodgers exclusively goes on there to talk to oh, okay. the world. And they talk about all types of just random shit. And so that's where he went on there and was like, hey, Jimmy Kimmel is. He said, there's a lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, that are really hoping the list doesn't come out. Yeah. And so Jimmy Kimmel basically said that you saying that put my family in danger and I'm going to sue you. That's kind of messed up to say that so casually. Yeah. Unless mm -hmm. he's got proof. Yeah. Is Aaron Rodgers one of the biggest pricks ever born? Yes. I haven't he really heard is, and he's a raging him. asshole. I've never heard nice things about him ever. <clears throat> never. No. You never hear a nice thing about him. So weird. He's so such a talented guy. He had it made. Uh, so here it is. It's possible that in the very near future, a judge will release a list of people connected with the late Jeffrey Epstein. Well, they did that yesterday, didn't they? Didn't they release that? Did they actually that, release it? I think they did, yeah. I'm not sure. I haven't seen it yet. Maybe I should look it up or see who's on it or whatever, but... Um, in any case, uh, you can't wait for the list to come out on the Pat McAfee show. Uh, Aaron Rodgers said that, quote, popping some soft, uh, popping some, no, some sort, popping some sort of bottle, what it does. He also suggested Jimmy Kimmel's name could be on it. And Jimmy is not cool with that. Uh, he tweeted, quote, dear asshole for the record, I've not met flown with, visited, or had any contact whatsoever with Epstein, nor will you find my name on any list other than the clearly uh, phony nonsense that soft brain wackos like yourself can't seem to distinguish from reality. Your reckless words put my family in danger. Keep it up, and we will debate the facts uh, further in court. Well, that's what I was saying yesterday, is anyone can go open up Microsoft Word and type yeah. in the name Jimmy mm -hmm. Kimmel and say, look, there he is on the list. It's like... I have no proof that this screenshot of plain text on a white background is actually anything other than something you typed. You know, my favorite thing about this story, because two people are either in trouble or pissed off. I don't like either one of them. I don't like Aaron Rodgers and I don't like Jimmy. Kim I think Jimmy Kimmel might be the least funny human being I have ever tried to be funny. I'm with you, Tom. I literally have no attachment to Jimmy Kimmel. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not like, I I don't go, I love him, I want to hear, whatever. I don't. I right. actually don't think about him ever. No, I can't name one and, thing about him. And Aaron Rodgers, I mean, honestly, it's hard to be like, you're, he is so talented. Yeah, mm -hmm. he is. It's no hard doubt. to debate that at all, but like, I'm also like, I don't need to hear you talk. I don't yep. need to hear your ideas on much. <laughs> like that, actually. But I will say this, like it is a wild where you go, where are you getting your information to feel yep. so brazen to say the Jimmy Kimmel thing? I think Aaron Rodgers suffers from like that weird uncle syndrome where you click on clickbait and think it's real. Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. Because oh. he says things that feels like it's one of those headlines that I'm like, you hover over and go, oh, I'm not going to click on this. This is going to be insane. Because he'll say those all the time like they're facts. Yeah, I don't really understand. Where did he get this information that Jimmy Kimmel was on Epstein Island anyway? I'm sure he saw a screenshot on Twitter that claimed as such, and he just took it at oh. face value like everyone does. So you can make up a fake picture and everybody will believe it's real? Oh, hell yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's pretty terrible. much that's pretty much all Twitter is at this point is people making fake things that everyone else believes. So is X in big trouble, do you think? Uh depends on what you mean by big trouble. Well, because I know it's a lot of people want to go after them for some of the things they've posted and all that. Uh as long as article what is it? Article 
303 or something like that. Someone in the chat might know what I'm talking about. There's an article that specifically states that um, the owner of a website or some other like communication yeah. thing can't be gone after for what users post on their website. Right. Yep. <clears throat> right. But they are trying to repeal that. Or alternatively, they are trying to get things like Twitter reclassified as basically infrastructure. Mm. So because it's basically the argument is they're so ubiquitous that they're, you know, Twitter is almost as popular as like indoor plumbing in America. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like if indoor plumbing is considered something that has to be regulated by the government, then why not Twitter? Section 230. Thank you, Mike from Blaine. It's. So, yeah, it's so confusing, too, because, yeah, it's that, um, like, are you hosting free speech exactly. or are you sending propaganda? And that's right. where, like, Facebook had to go and do those hearings of, like, what are you doing for misinformation? Just are they in charge of misinformation? And Not according to Section 230. Yeah. I see. I just don't really understand. I have not been on social media now in 12 years. I was talking to, actually uh, about that on yesterday's show with Kristen Burt because she remembers some of the responses I gave to people 12 years ago. Like, I'll meet you outside in 10 minutes. <laughs> but that never did happen. I don't know anything about social media at all. But as somebody who knows nothing about it, watching other people's, like this story, for example, so you're probably telling me that Aaron Rodgers got this information off off of social media, correct? Yeah, most likely. And then because other people see this story on social media, will not do any fact-checking and go, oh, my gosh, did you hear that Jimmy Kimmel was on Epstein's plane? Right. And now that's something that he's right. going to have to deal with probably everywhere he goes. Yep. Do you think the reason I'm either not dead or in prison is because I haven't been on social media in 12 years? It helps. Yeah. It's not harmful doesn't hurt yeah. yeah it does i could not be on social media people think they can say and do whatever they want on there i cannot be around that kind of stuff i i don't think you're missing out and a lot of times it feels like a chore anyways mm-hmm. like or does it yeah yeah like i try to really limit like i'll jump on and if it's something for you know our podcast i'll i'll try to share it here and there but it's like it doesn't always feel like fun and interactive mm-hmm. it feels like a little bit of a chore now mm-hmm yeah, which is I'm sure some people go on social media and just have fun. They get on and off and they keep it to the fun stuff. They don't get involved in the serious stuff that I could see using social media. I can't. Yeah. But for other people, I think it'd be a, a great thing. I just literally I mean, I literally just had. Well, Andy, I remember you scrubbed about how many years worth of social media posts that I had. Yeah, I went I went back and got rid of them all. We did well, indeed. We wiped it. We basically what we did was we converted your personal account into the Tom Bernard Show account. So yes. we wiped everything that existed, renamed it, and we were like, "There you go, fresh new branding." Well, I used to post things like, "Keep talking to me like that, and you'll be the next John Mellencamp that got his head cut off." What do you think so, of that action? It's not too so late fun, to Mellencamp you. Fun, <laughs> fun little timeline. I would work overnights, and sometimes all of a sudden Tom's little. Uh, tweets or messages would show up and uh it was as somebody who was in their 20s and kind of loved the honesty it was pretty entertaining when tom would be like oh yeah why don't you say that to my face mm-hmm. all of a sudden i was like i'm gonna sit back and watch this unfold. <laughs> <laughs> I, people think you're afraid of them if you're on social yeah. media i'll just threaten you because you'll be afraid i'm not afraid of anybody maybe it's a mental illness but 
but you're also you're chasing ghosts. So yeah, it's like right, right. you're never going to be satisfied. It's not like someone's going to be like, okay, I will meet you in Golden mm. Valley. Like you're chasing ghosts, mm-hmm. people that are not going to show up. It's never no, going to be a satisfying exactly. ending. There's always going to be another word said like, yeah, but your mom, yeah. your mom, <laughs> but your exactly. mom. And this like, is definitely, it's not uh, unique to social media because no. I was, I've been on the internet since long before social media existed. Yeah. Right. And I remember I was like, you know, 12 years old going to forums and people would constantly be doing the same thing, trying to pick yeah. fights about the dumbest stuff or like oh, really? yeah. making or like- empty threats for no reason whatsoever, just because they can. And I used to get in like week long arguments with people when I was this like 13 year old kid on the Internet. <laughs> and eventually I just realized I was like, why am I even do I do? bothering? Why don't I just ignore these people? And ever since then. It really is the best thing in the world is just learning how to not care what anonymous nobodies who you'll never meet again. You don't even technically know who they are. You know, they they just they don't matter at all. I like it. That's how it should work. Matter of fact, why don't we just ignore Kristen Burt when she's on in a couple of minutes? What do you think? Perfect. Oh, that'd be a great joke. (laughs) Just not respond to anything. She can hear us, us, but... uh, it would, it would have been a great joke. We're yeah. going to ignore you today, sister. That's all there is there. Yes, Kristen Bird is up next. We'll be right back. This is the Tom Bernard Show. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. You have all helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with great deals on his most popular products. Right now, you can save 50% on Queen and King pillows and the original My Slippers, and the MyPillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. The proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98, and for a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code TOM. That's a 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That is just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code TOM for this special and many more. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. 
Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with my Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Kristen's frozen solid. Did you notice that? I think she's ignoring us because we were going to ignore <laughs> yes. her. Uh, <laughs> reverse. Reverse psychology. Yeah. Turnabout is fair Way play. To go. Ladies and gentlemen, Kristen Bird Entertainment News brought to you by North American Banking Company. Go to nabankco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Kristen Bird Entertainment News brought to you by North American Banking Company. So what's the latest? I, I just want to add to your social media conversation. I, I don't know if this was mentioned because I didn't hear the first part of the segment. But Wall Street Journal wrote a really good article about social media and how usage is going downhill. Uh, People are finding that they're not posting. You know, remember, people used to post sometimes multiple times a day on their Instagram Mm -hmm. account, sharing everything from their meal to like their kids and everything else. And there's a movement to even keep kids off of the Internet. But if anyone wants to read it, it is so good. It's entitled. um, We aren't posting on social media as much anymore. Will we ever? And you can find it on Wall Street Journal, but it's also syndicated on MSN.com. So, hey, I, like I said, I haven't been on, well, you and I talked about that yesterday. I haven't been on social media in 12 years. I don't miss it at all. Uh, I suppose there's some friends I'd like to stay in touch with that I, I don't on social media because I I literally am not the kind of person that can go on social media because I cannot just sit and listen to these guys act like tough guys. It's like, okay, yeah. You know what? I've met a lot of tough guys. You're not a tough guy. Settle down. Well, it was interesting. The article brought up that privacy was one of the biggest issues that a lot of people had. And that's why you'll notice like Instagram and and other services are now doing like close friends, you know, friends Mm -hmm. only, that type of situation. So you can keep some of your posts, you know, to a select group. But uh, I think if anyone follows TikTok, like there are a lot of parents who have basically sold out their kids to make a lot of money off of them and follow their antics around all day long. But nobody's really thinking about the mental health aspects of putting your child on camera and basically forcing them to perform all of the time. And a lot of parents are starting to realize this isn't really a great idea. It's not a great parenting idea either. So they're starting to remove their kids from social media until they're able to consent for their photo or video image to be placed for the whole world to see. I could, yeah, that probably would make a lot of sense. Why is it that when people are sitting at home hiding that they're, they like to go after other people? I mean, you're not putting yourself in any danger because you, you use a fake name and you're sitting, you know, probably on the toilet with your laptop. What is the attraction of that? I don't understand being a tough guy on a computer. No, I, I think it goes back to the old phrase of like hurt people, hurt people. So people who aren't mm-hmm. feeling great about themselves lash out at others yep. to make themselves feel mm. better. And I don't think it really does make you feel better in the end. But at the time, you know, the keyboard warriors go at it. Yeah. And you get a lot of people, too, where like in your position, Tom, where you're a public figure, people will go, 
I can get a oh, reaction yeah. out of Tom. Yeah. Now I'm gonna screenshot yep. this, and now I'm cool because I got you know Tom. Oh, like and the all Trump reply guys. Oh yeah. God, those are so embarrassing. Yep. They had to be the first to reply to every single Trump tweet saying, "Oh, you have small hands." It's like, "Oh, you got him this time." <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Well, there you have it. Yeah, people are punching down a lot of times, and and oftentimes it's picking on people's appearance that has nothing to do yep. with the issue that maybe you're upset about. It's even, you know, Donald Trump gets picked on about his weight kind of, you know, a lot of times when people don't agree with him or don't like him, and I'm like, that's punching down. That's actually not fair because right. that has mm -hmm. nothing to do with his political policies that you may or may not agree right. with. Right. And I, don't I first of all, don't understand picking on someone you're never going to meet face to face anyway. Why would you want to pick on them? I don't get it. It's easy to, because it's, you know, yeah, again, it's, easy, it's yeah. anonymous, yeah. it's a keyboard. There's very few consequences unless you escalate it to, like, say, death threats or something like that. I think yeah, one of the, yeah, if you start threatening to kill someone, I could see how yeah. they wouldn't want that on social media. I think one of the most helpful things for me, um, I talked about how when I was a teenager, I used to fall into that kind of behavior all the time. The most helpful behavior for me was watching other people do it. Like, you know, get in internet fights. And you can't just like, you know, look at the funniest snapshot of like, oh, you, you hear what that guy said to that guy. You have to read all 17 pages of them bickering back and forth for like eight straight days until you realize, wow, this is what I look like when I do this. Yeah. And this is what everybody looks like when they do this. And that's, you know, pretty sad. Yeah. No, I would agree with that 100%. Um, so good. That's that's just, we'll just avoid it. And I've avoided it for 12 years. I can avoid it for the rest of my life. Not a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and a lot of others are starting to avoid it, which is not good news for anyone who owns a social media platform. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the truth. I think social media should, it's got a place, and that mm -hmm. place is delivering news or quick information to a lot of people who are interested. Like, for example... Our show, you know, when something happens with the show, we can say on Twitter, you know, oh, the show's been canceled or, you know, we're changing the time or whatever. And everyone just knows this. It's a great alternative to something like an email blast, which have yeah, been true. out of date for 15 years. <laughs> right. But, it, you know, it's I can't think of any better way to do that sort of thing. Yeah. When you're on there and, you know, you're connecting with, you know, like. Kristen, you'll post, oh, I was, at, you know, dancing with the stars. Okay, that's cool to yeah, see, exactly. like, something interesting she's doing. But, yeah, to, you know, like it and move on type of situation. Yeah. But, yeah, when people get into the, you know, spreading, yeah. you know, misinformation or hate, and now it's really a big marketing. Everybody's trying to sell you something, it feels like, every time you open up Instagram. Yeah. It's like, it just gets out of hand. It's like, everybody, just put your phones down and be present in the moment. Yeah, it's like I'm it's following someone, and it's yeah. like, you know, if I want to know where this person is going to be touring – that's, you know, they can tell me that. But Our, the problem is when they're like, this is where I'll be touring. And by the way, you should vote for this person because otherwise I hate you. We have a listener who wrote in and they're so correct. Mike Peterson wrote in, I'm not on social media anymore either. It's not real. Yet the mainstream media, he said in quotations, will cite social media as a Absolutely source. Absolutely, they will. so funny because it's usually like four days late. They'll be like, you know, this tweet came out, and you're mm -hmm. like, no, you're not supposed to be using it. No. Like, it's really that's no, like, that's so crazy when they'll be like, oh, here, here's a popular video that's been going on TikTok for yep. three days, and you're yep. like, 
no, you do other things. Stay yeah. in your lane. This is so stupid that you're mentioning this. Or my favorite is they'll go like, this went viral on Twitter. And then you'll look at the tweet they have posted and it's like Seven six likes. likes. Yep, I'm exactly. Like, we need to discuss what <laughs> happens all the time too. It's always like really? users are furious. And then there's three tweets combined. Yeah. They make up like 20 likes. It's yeah. clearly it like either yeah, they had to be sought out or it was these yeah. people's friends that they're yeah. making into it. It's like, how did you even, no one has uh, read this except for you. How did you find it to make an article out of it? Or the fake outrage. They'll be like, oh yeah. And Janet, you know, all these people are commenting. Here's Janet from, you know, Mound saying, I don't like this. And they're mm -hmm. like, that was one random person yeah. that you were <laughs> grabbing and making a whole backlash around well remember the uh onion made fun of that trend like 30 years ago with their they, did, they had yeah. that the same four <laughs> fake people at the bottom of every news article giving their opinion on it because that's what the, that's been a thing for a long time they just interview random people and be like uh yeah. so uh i see this uh train derailed locally what do you think well i don't think trains should derail fascinating fascinating <laughs> All right, Chris, and I have to ask you a couple of questions here concerning the business that you're in. The biz. Catherine and I tried to watch a couple of shows last night. <clears throat> New shows. Uh oh, were these four minute watches? Uh, no, we we'll watched the well. We the first one we watched all of them. The second one we watched 15 minutes of. Okay. <laughs> um, there are a couple of new. Well, it's not a new show. It's the return of one called Night Court. Mm -hmm. Night Court's With, uh, back. Wow. <clears throat> Night Court is back. Yep. This is season two. Andy, so it's two. Oh, is back, it really? back last year. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Oh, two of the yep. return. I was like, no, because there's nine in total. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. Um, and then John Cryer has a new show as well. What's it called? Um, but I can't remember the name of it. You can look it up, Andy. Uh, John Cryer. It's on. It's on Peacock. Nah, extended family. Extended family is X tended family. It's because oh, they're divorced. Funny. Yeah. Two of the most unfunny shows I have ever seen in my entire. It's not funny at all. It's, it's done a heavy promotion of Extended Family too. They're really hoping to make it into something. It's terrible, and I like John Cryer. I like John LaRiquette, who's on Night Court. I like some of the people. It's just not funny. They are so careful to try to not offend anyone that it's not funny. Mm. What are we going to yeah, do? I, it's very bland. It's tough. I mean, it's it's like the same thing with Frasier, you know. I think yeah, I yeah. know you en yep. enjoyed it initially, but then you're like, oh no, I don't mm -hmm. like it. It's you know trying to recapture the magic. I I find the same thing with Sex in the City, trying to recapture the sure. magic of that, and just like that, doesn't really work. I still watch it. I'm kind of hate watching it more than like love watching <laughs> it. But um, so they've got me hooked. You know, I'm all in for season three. But uh, you know, it. it go back to like what something was. And I, I think that's why, and you know, we don't have Matthew Perry around it any longer, but it's why the mm -hmm. friends cast was like, we're not going back. We're not going to do a revival yeah. of this. Yeah. They did a reunion and looked at clips, but to go back and try and recreate what was in the nineties just doesn't exist in 2024. And I think that's the same thing when they do a lot of these revivals. No, I think you're absolutely right. It just doesn't. First of all, the one thing I would say, and I am a big fan of John LaRiquette from the old days, but it's like he's not even trying anymore. He's just kind of showing up to get a paycheck. Well, maybe he's cashing in. He's like, hey, this sounds great. <laughs> I know yeah, this character. I know how to deliver the lines. It's a job on TV. It's our second season. Let's do it. 
And the one thing that really broke my heart, and it did because I am a huge fan of this man, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar shows up in the middle of the uh, Night Court uh, episode I watched. Oh, my God, Kareem. Not doing so well? He's well, pretty wooden. Ask me. Yeah, pretty wooden. <laughs> ask me a question, and I'll be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Any question you want to ask me. Okay. What was your favorite moment in basketball, Kareem? Well, if I look back at my career in the NBA, I had a lot of favorite moments, so mm-hmm. I don't think I can pick one. Yeah. I mean, it's that bad. But that honestly, I've interviewed him several times, which is hilarious in its Great. own because I'm 5'3". Yeah. Um, but he talks like that. He doesn't he – he's does. not – it's not that he's not warm because I actually find him to be very kind. Yep. Um, it's just that he's just kind of matter of fact and a little bit stilted in his manner of speech. And that's probably how he was acting as well. Well, stilted is a perfect word. He was very stilted. And again, I'm a huge Kareem Abdul-Jabbar fan. I got to talk to him a couple of times. Really nice man. So kind of really made me say a very smart guy. Well, I mean, you'd probably talk like that, too, if it took a minute for the air to get from your lungs to your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably true. I think he's like 7'6". Seven, <clears throat> he's 7'2". Seven, two. feel like 7'2". Seven, seven, two. Two. Okay, 7'2". That's still so pretty my five, tall. Three mm-hmm. was unbelievable. I actually had my arm all the way extended up. <laughs> yep. Like that to reach his mouth. And my producer took a photo and it's still one of my favorite photos because it's so absurd. And at the, that day I was wearing three inch heels. So I was five, five, which is going to be about the tallest I can get five, six, mm-hmm. I guess six, I'm five, three. And it just looks insane. <laughs> you know, it's so amazing about it. There are a couple of times in that show last night where he had to walk through a doorway and he had to duck. Mm. He literally had to duck to get through a doorway. It's like, so man. I believe he just broke his hip or he just got injured Ooh. right before yeah, the holidays. Yeah. Yep. He's 76, which is very old for someone that tall. It is, yeah. At 7'2", they don't usually last that long, so uh, he's actually doing pretty good. And good. he did Dancing with the Stars in 2018, believe it or not. Did he really? Well, he did. He did the the short, they did a four-week season, and he did that one. Um, and his partner is probably about five, six herself. So it was a really interesting partnership. And uh, at one point, they did a dance, and she took another dancer and, like, put her on her shoulders. Like, then they put a dress over the head. Oh, and, yeah. And, like, she danced to Kareem like that. It was really funny. Like three kids <laughs> trying to get into a bar by wearing a trench coat yeah. kind of thing. Exactly. <laughs> It's a funny clip because I was like, pretty clever, actually. It is no question about it. But I, I was because I like everybody in the shows. They're just so careful about what they're trying to make funny. It's not funny. That yeah, I mean, I, that cautious comedy. And, I, you know, I think that's why when you do have a, a breakthrough hit like Abbott Elementary, you're like, ah, yeah. oh, finally, yep. something that yep. feels a little bit more contemporary without going so far to that politically correct side that you're like, ah. There was a great line in the last episode I saw of, and I love Abbott Elementary. She is, that Quinta is unbelievable. Yeah, Quinta Brunson is just wonderful. But there's a scene, there's one white guy in the entire show. There's one white guy and one of the kids comes up to him and he goes, Mr. Blah, blah, blah. Do you think because of where you work and where you spend your days, you'll end up marrying a black woman. And he looks at the kid and he goes, 
well, I'm gay, so I don't think so. <laughs> I thought it was a great moment, you know, it just it's a really, really well, it's a very honest show, don't you think? Yeah, and maybe they can get away with it because, again, it's done in that documentary style, very similar to The Office. So I'm mm -hmm. wondering if they feel like they have a little bit more freedom, even though they're on ABC, that which also doesn't usually restricts you a little bit more with comedy than yeah, being on yeah. Max or a Hulu. I think so. It's a good show, though. I See, I agree with you 100%. I think it's a really, really good show. It's going to be around for a long time, isn't it? I hope so. I hope it has a, a good long run because it really is – at this point, I think it's probably the only network show that I watch. I can't think of anything else off the top of my head right now that I'm watching. I agree with you 100%. I don't think I watch another comedy on TV. Anymore. I used to love watching comedy. I mean, when back in the all the way back to All in the Family and all the rest of it. But, uh, oh, Alex just joined us. I have the entire family here except for Catherine. I don't know where the hell she is. It's going to be on the family show, I'm hoping. But who I knows? haven't seen her in weeks. <laughs> I know where the true. hell is she? Yeah. Well, she's never on this show. Yeah, she's not on she's this on hour. The next show. That's why. why not? I see her in the background, yep. like with Jude. <laughs> with Jude, yep. Yeah. Oh, I can still see the edges of the Christmas tree back there. When you take it down on the sixth. Well, I mean, it's like the a foot tall. I think they can just throw it in what a box. A foot tall. It's about three feet tall. It's is it? huge. Yeah. Is it on the floor? No. No. It's, it's on, on a table, but yeah, it's probably about three feet tall. About three feet, something it's like that. It's not the same one that we had in... Uh... No. Okay. No. No, we bought it. That was a long time that ago. That tree, by the way, it's about a three-foot tree. That tree came in a box that looked like it probably contained an old uh, vinyl album from when you were a kid. Oh, Scott, it's a box like this, this, and it was about this thick. Huh. Yeah, how the you hell have to fluff it? the branches. Yeah, yeah you do. You have to fluff the whole thing. <laughs> you have to zhuzh it. That's yeah, exactly you do. right. You gotta I'm a real it. tree girly. I need the smell in my house. We, I haven't had a real tree in so long I can't even remember. Well, you're allergic yeah. to pine. I didn't. So. Actually, pine trees are the one tree I'm not allergic to. Oh, the one. Okay. Yep. <laughs> really? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had the allergy testing done when I was a kid, and the two things I was not allergic to were pine trees and dogs. Oh, oh puppy. Positive for everything else. What well, you must have gotten that from mom's side of the family because I don't have any of that stuff. I, I well, it, it's gotten much better. When I was a kid, my allergies were insanely bad. I remember what your back looked like when you came back from that allergist appointment. Yeah, I was like, um, I was like, I don't know, weird mutant <laughs> creature yeah. thing. Yeah, it, it was, was pretty bad. It, like it was chicken pox, but. Yeah, Very, but, like, structurally designed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Yeah, like lay line chicken pox. Because I've seen chicken pox, too. It's all true. So, Alex, we were just talking about how the new programming, the new the new comedies on TV are not funny because they're so worried about offending somebody. They're, they're just not funny anymore. Well, I mean, to be fair, if you look at, like, if go back to any random year and look at every sitcom. Mm-hmm. I almost mispronounced sitcom there. Look at every sitcom, <laughs> Freudian slip. You should have said that. Uh, that involved at all. That um, came out in that year. And you will not remember 90% of them. Yeah, because 90% of them are that bland, inoffensive comedy that, you know, they just wanted to make a show, right. have it last a year, maybe two, and then fade away into obscurity because it's a paycheck. Yeah, it is amazing how many things have like one season or like three episodes, mm -hmm. and it's like. Well, let's see. Like, uh, when did Friends come out? Like ninety one or something. 
It's about right. Probably. I think it was 94 to 2004. Okay. Oh, okay. Was it 94? Was it that late? I think so. Hmm. Andy's looking it up. I can tell. That's his uh, look it up face. Titles released from January 1st, 1991 to December 31st, 1991 uh, on IMDb. 1,400 results. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. So when was it on? When was what on? Oh, you're the talking show. about just... Um, yeah, Friends is 1994. I just okay. looked it up. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, it's like... It. So it came out in... This did not come out in 1991, did it? Yeah, it did. Top what? of the heap. Remember that one? No. Remember no. second thoughts? Remember nope. good and evil? Yeah, vividly. No. Nope. Remember baby talk? That's what I'm saying. All yeah. these shows. <laughs> and, no and one's ever heard of, of any of them. A lot of them were syndicated because syndication was a really mm-hmm. big yeah. thing at the time, too. So you could have these comedies that maybe one of you watched on ABC in your hometown and, you know, someone else watched it on NBC. It's so kind of interesting how that all that syndicated market disappeared once streaming came around. Yeah, and Kristen, with streaming being so popular, do you think that network television, they're not getting as high quality of like writers or producers because they're more looking to, you know, go get the Netflix money or get something on Hulu? I think that has been the case over like the last decade or so when Netflix really became a thing and, and people were making a lot of money. I wonder if with this sort of contraction of the industry and, you know, Netflix only doing eight to 10 episodes, if it's actually going to be a coveted job to wind up on a network series where you're going to get, let's say 18 to 23 episodes Mm -hmm. where you have that guaranteed jobs, you know, secure kind of from like September to Mm -hmm. May, although they, they start earlier than, than the actual cast, but guaranteed health insurance, all those things that they've been fighting for over the strike. I wonder if the pendulum's going to swing a little bit and go, you know what? I'm just going to go back to ABC. I'm going to write on my safe little show that I know is going to, that I know is going to run for five to six seasons so I can just bank the money instead of job hopping and go, I only have eight episodes for Netflix and, you know, and then I'm off for three months and then I run to Hulu and I've got, you know, 10 episodes. I'm really curious how that will play out. It's going to be interesting. One thing I did during the uh, holiday break that we're on, I went back and watched a lot of very old sitcoms like All in the Family and Sanford and Son. Today, those shows are very, very, they're every bit as funny as they were 35 years ago. They're very, very 35. funny shows. 135, maybe. 135 years ago, yes. <laughs> Let's see, All in the Family, 1971. So that's, yeah, 53 years ago. 53 years ago. Mm-hmm. When did it leave the air? Uh, in nine seasons, so I guess 1980 then. So that show hasn't even been on in 44 years. Yep. And, and it's then there's Archie Bunker's that. Place right after yep. that. Archie yeah. Bunker's yeah. Place. That, that, that had four more seasons. That's impressive. Yeah. I thought it was very... And Sanford and Son. Watch the very first episode. And what I loved about watching Sanford and Son is from episode to episode, he things that you remember Fred Sanford for were all developed over that first season. Like, how'd you like one across your lips? Remember, he used to say that all the time. Was that you, big dummy? You, big dummy. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It was you, big dummy. was a big deal. But those shows, 45 to 50 years later, are still funny. What happened? Yeah. I mean, we still have shows that are, people are going to remember them for 100 years easily. Like what Friends is, yeah. Friends is an example. Great. It's Creek to me has been like sort of like the creme de la creme of like comedy in the last decade. People will remember that. 
So what what are the big shows right now? The big comedy shows right now? Right now? Right now, yeah. maybe not so many. Yeah, maybe not so many. Yeah. But I was just gonna say there will be some from the streaming era that people will definitely like ghosts. Yeah. Ghosts. Oh, right. We love ghosts. Yeah, ghosts a good show. That's a really good show. Yeah. You like the British version or the American version? American version. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because it's like if you look a, a, like at network TV and what won a lot of the Emmys over the last probably 15 years, Modern Family, which, mm. you know, yeah. had a couple episodes that I thought were funny, but I thought it was a pretty mm -hmm. mid comedy. Just like it, yeah. it doesn't offend anyone. It's about an extended family. Yay. Yeah. Uh, Modern Family had one of the best lines, though. When um, what was the dad's name? Phil or something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the goofy. He was the best character in the show, I think. The yeah, the goofy dad yeah, guy. Yeah, Phil, totally. Phil. And uh, when the uh, gay couple adopted their daughter, Lily. Yeah. Lily, mm -hmm. yep. So, yeah, they said, oh, we adopted this daughter uh, from China. Her name is Lily. And Phil says, won't she have trouble pronouncing that? <laughs> Riri. <laughs> It's it's got no, it's got right. many layers to it that it the more you think about it, the funnier it gets. Yeah. But would that actually would they actually write that line? In Probably not. No, totally no not. way. No. There was another where who's uh, Sophie Vergara? Sophia Vergara. Sophia Vergara. Yeah. Yeah. Vergara. Yeah. 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 So she like was talking to the Phil guy, and he was like, "Oh, it's a he goes, it's a pretty dress you're wearing," and she goes, "Oh, thank you, Phil." But the way she says it with her accent, it sounds like she's saying you. "feel," and so he like starts rubbing her dress. Like, so yeah, this show had some good moments. Feel. There arrest, is arrested yeah, development. She tightened her accent. For yeah, she that sure did. Show, well, that character. There's like a whole bunch of bloopers online of her trying to say things and her like words just get jumbled up because mm -hmm. her accent is so thick and she's just like can't say actual words it's really funny and i what will say mean? that that cast that was a happy set i always like to let people know like oh, those God. people genuinely liked each other they still hang out they That's do a good. reunion like mm -hmm. once a year socially not like for tv or for pay or anything else like that so it's kind of nice to see when you're like oh this actually was a cast that enjoyed working together mm -hmm. and still plays in touch years later and they had all those kids too who are all adults now which i'm sure for them was wild watching them grow up mm -hmm. yeah no question i'm i looking back and it shows like uh um oh what the hell uh, married with children mm -hmm. that show probably never be put on television now no. Because it was nothing but fighting and calling each other bad names yeah. and being a pain in the ass to everybody. Mm -hmm. And Al with his hand down his pants. Yeah. And Al with his hand <laughs> watching TV with his hand down his pants. Always right there. <laughs> that was pretty funny, actually. Yeah, are we going to just, because actually watching those two shows last night, we are veering way off course on comedy. You mm. cannot be funny anymore. What did you, you watch last night? Uh, night Court came back. I don't know and the other one, uh, the John Cryer show, Ex communicated called... or whatever. Ex extended family. Extended family. Ex there you go. Ex communicated. Oh, it sounds like a great sitcom. <laughs> but I wonder, you know, everything sort of has a revival, and at some point, and someone will like think outside the box and do mm -hmm. some type of comedy, and then mm -hmm. everyone will try and copy it. So, comedy is ripe for the picking right now. If someone really wants to develop a smart comedy that will set the trend for the next decade. Do you think they'll have the courage to do it? Someone will. I hope so. It may not be on, on network <clears throat> TV. It likely will fall on one of the streamers, but we may see yeah. that happen. All right. Is network TV going to be around much longer? It's going to get well, sucked up by everybody else, isn't it? 
it's gonna i think you know it's so weird because it's like bob Iger, you know was like i'm selling abc and then a bunch of people came in with offers and he's like no 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 i'm not selling abc because <laughs> during the strike they actually wound up seeing an increase in ratings because they just started programming a bunch of football, a bunch of reality shows, yep. and it's been fascinating to watch. But Alpha Gen and Gen Z are sort of going back and not, I wouldn't say, I guess discovering is the word, discovering older properties. All of a sudden, Dancing with the Stars had a very young demographic, mm-hmm. Survivor. And Amazing Race this season yeah. had those Alpha Gen and Gen Z audience that people always covet, you know, for advertising. And they were suddenly there and they were the ones who were boosting the ratings. So I'm just wondering if we're going to see a whole swing back to network TV if they make the right things. But it, yeah. these you know, shows that have been on for 30 seasons are the ones that Gen Z is like, oh, my God, this show is so good. And they're the ones continuing it on. You see it on Reddit and them talking about it on TikTok. It's wild. But those shows are not funny at all, right? They're not funny. They're all like reality competition mm-hmm. shows. Right. But it's new they're, to them. They're so. seeing yeah. an audience and seeing that if you get the right property, that younger generation will tune in. What's well, the thing is like Survivor is the same thing every time. So, you know, even if you're the biggest Survivor fan in the world, you're going to age out of it eventually. So Mm -hmm. the whole idea is to keep capturing, you know, this the new crop of 16 year olds this year. They're going to get into it. And then, you know, the people who are 20 are going to stop watching. How when Survivor came out, like what was their demographic? Uh, like what age? Oh, everybody. Yeah, like, well, everybody everyone watched was that first oh, season in the summer I never have watched an episode, I don't think. I didn't. When, I haven't either. I mean, it was one of those things that, like, I never sat down and watched, but I remember that was yeah, it was huge everywhere. Yes. And that guy won. What's his name? Cast was everywhere. They were hired for everything after mm-hmm. that. They made a ton of money. That those first couple of seasons of Survivor, but summer of two thousand is when. Survivor launched on CBS, and I remember sitting down every single week to watch it. Yeah, people. There you have it. All right, young lady, another phenomenal performance. That's all I have to say. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great to be here. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Take care. We'll take a break. Be right back. Wrap things up right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them, or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? 
North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life, Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. That's 952-Zero-Res. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH-elevated water that doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at $129, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by $75, bucks too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 952-Zero-Res, backward or forwarded, spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero res carpet. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation the number to call is 763-571-2410 that's 763-571-2410 or visit bialkilaw.com that's b-i-a-l-k-e law.com the new tom bernard show is proud to have partners like bradshaw and bryant my pillow and north american banking company founder chairman and president Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com keyword partner. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Now, the entire country of Italy is divided. What, did Alex leave already? No, my internet keeps being weird. It keeps connecting me to an internet that it doesn't have internet. And yeah, then you're going to have to forget go, that network. Yeah, and then I reconnect. So just hang on. We're, we're working on it. You're working on it? I Yeah, every single time. I'm like, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Well, and it also says, oh, there you are. You're back now. Hooray. Yes. Kalu Kalei. It's the Fratrich day. Actually, the timing is still off. When you move your mouth, yeah. no words come out. I don't know what to tell you. I don't either. Tevin, Tevin it says you're muted I, too, but you're not muted, are oh, you? Oh, no, because, yeah, that's just the stream yard. It's always like that. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't oh, make it the computer, computer. Mike. All right. Italy is divided over new pineapple pizza. I cannot see Italians liking pineapple pizza. What do you mean new? What's that? What do you mean new? New to them. It says new pineapple pizza. That's what it says. Absolutely. So we'll go to the story. Mm. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, okay. Can anyone who's set foot in Italy 
anyone who know, uh, who's had foot in Italy knows there are unwritten rules that one must abide by, and the most important of all revolve around food. Cappuccino yep. after 11 a.m., only for tourists. Spaghetti bolognese, a terrifying thought. It's one of my favorite what? things. Shut spaghetti up. bolognese, awesome. I love spaghetti bolognese. It's terrible. Uh, a horrifying thought. Pineapple on your pizza? Heresy, at least until now. Uh, but 2024 might just be the year that pineapple pizza cracks Italy, thanks to Gino Sorbillo, the renowned uh, Naples Pizzola, a pizza maestro. A pizza. Oh, I know you could be a pizza maestro. I did not know that. Dan calls mm. himself that all the time. <laughs> just... He calls himself a pizza maestro? No. <laughs> Who has added that the dreaded In, Ananas. What? I just, that would make me laugh really hard. I'm sorry. Oh, there you go. Okay. He just really loves pizza. I don't know. What is an Anana? Uh, uh, anana it? or Anana is pineapple in many Romance languages. Oh, it is. Okay. Well, it's like it, pineapple is like almost the same in most languages. And then there's like, like a handful. They're all similar. And then English, it's pineapple. Like it's totally different. Oh, really? Well, there's yes. like piña in um, Spanish. Yeah. So That's close. Yeah, mm, piña, pineapple. <laughs> there you go. There's peas in both of them. <laughs> I don't really see the people in Italy liking pineapple. I cannot stand pineapple pizza. No, oh, pineapple yeah. pizza feels like just the American version of, like, shitty version of a good thing. Like, we ruined <laughs> yeah. their pizza by putting yes. pineapple on it. There's no question about it. You know what they do in Italy that's really good and it doesn't... You know that dried beef? Mm-hmm. Carpaccio? Oh, carpaccio. Well, it's kind of like carpaccio, but it's a, it's even drier than carpaccio. And it's really good on pizza. It's I, I, I thought it was going to be terrible. We went over a few years ago and had had some. And uh, One thing, about, by the way, a little tip-off, if you're ever going to travel in Italy, don't think you can just speak Italian in Italy because you can't. There are different areas where different words mean yep. different things. Mm, yes, there it's are. It's really weird because I, I tried to speak Italian to people over there a little bit, and they had no idea what the hell. Like I said, my my luggage was lost. So I'm talking to a guy, and I go, Questo non va bene. And he goes, what? I said, Questo non va bene, meaning this is not good. And he goes, no, no. That's not how you say it here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. So I did about 50 miles away. It was fine, but not here. They have literally about 100 different takes on the Italian language in yep. 100 different cities. I wonder, why did that happen? Because it, Italy is a many thousands of years old, and for a long time, if you lived in a village, you did not leave that village your entire life. That's true. Because to yeah, get to another true. village was like a three-day trek. So... One of my favorites of all time, though, is being up there at uh, Villa d'Este and playing the Villa d'Este golf course. And when I walk in, uh, I've told this on the old Q show uh, uh, several times, but you walk in and Franco welcomed me because he spoke English. It was very, very nice and all the rest of it. And I look up on the wall. This is a very hard, very mountainous golf course. It's really difficult. And I look up and it says on the wall, like Don Giovanni Bonuzio, sure. course record, 56. I'm like, what? No. I got Franco. This is up there. The course record here is 56. He goes, hey, Tomas, 
Uh, anybody ever shoots a 55, that will be a 54. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So in other words, it was the head of the mafia that shot a 56. Is that what you're saying? And cheers to him. <laughs> yep. He did it. Congratulations to him. God bless you. Don't ya. care enough about that to dispute it. It's like somebody sure. somebody comes in and shoots a lower score, so they change his score, and you're like, he's been dead for three years, but somehow <laughs> his score keeps going down. <laughs> exactly. I'll drink to that. Yeah. And I think that's probably what it was. He probably wasn't even around anymore, right. but he still had, I'm sorry, but it got lower. He shot a 53 now. I sorry. If, I wonder if anyone's ever shot an 18. One whole, oh, one, uh, one of the one of the emperors in oh, China, Kim Jong Un, Kim Jong Un, right? Yeah, congratulations to him uh, yes. again. Congratulations! I'm Yay. not disputing it. Shot an 18 the, on a on a regulation golf course. Shot an 18, 18 holes in one. Guinness Impressive. recognized lowest score is apparently 58 in an 18 hole golf course. I don't think oh, I could shoot a 58 on mini golf course. Like, <laughs> exactly. I'm not good. Exactly right. Yeah, it's that's the one thing about traveling the world. Do people travel as much as they used to, or they're kind of staying at home right now? Uh, no, because traveling is extremely expensive. Mm, everything is expensive. Oh, that, that's what I'm Ridiculous. saying. Are they just staying at home now because it's way too expensive to do it? I don't know how anybody could afford to like travel. Go to Europe or yeah, something? Go to Europe. Hell no. I mean, it's like $2,000. Just to get there. Yeah. yeah. Right, because that's I saw somebody. There's a train that goes all over Europe or something. Well, I mean, there's multiple, but they're like, oh, it's you know a twenty dollar ticket and you can go see Europe. Yeah, but the flight to get to said train, <laughs> yeah, is yeah. like two thousand dollars. We're going to Arizona for a wedding in March, and you would like the the amount of like extra stuff. I'm like, can mm -hmm. I give plasma? Am I too old for that? Like, where? What can I? Can I have some side hustle going on? Gotta make some money yeah, here, man. No doubt about it. All right, well, that's going to do it. Just another terrific show. What the hell can you say, right? Nothing. Yeah. Brittany, not so much. Exactly. But... What's that? Oh, I said Brittany, not, not so much, much, but, you know. Well, did she shoot fine. a 54 or a 53? That's what I want to know. I'm no pizza maestro, I will say mm -hmm. that. <laughs> not a pizza maestro. No, I'm no damn. Oh, it does sound like something that, like, a suburban dad would make up. Exactly. Like I'm, I'm the He'd pizza have like maestro. A apron with pizza maestro yeah, exactly. on it. All my friends I call me the pizza so maestro. I can totally see Dan yeah. declaring that for some weird reason. Right. That he's a pizza maestro. Yeah, yeah, as he puts a frozen pizza on the grill. He's like, yeah. It's DiGiorno. <laughs> okay, I got to ask one more question before we go. Have you ever had a pizza you thought was horrendous? Yes. Literally never. Mm -hmm. yes. I haven't either. Oh, wait. 100%. I feel like I did at one. Oh, yeah. Mom and I had a pizza once that the olives tasted like gasoline. Okay, oh, that's Jesus. Not that's cool. unusual. That's really no, bad. That's not good. I am very good. sensitive to overly sugary pizza sauce. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, uh, but, yes. Andy, like, kind of like what your dad's saying, like, it's still okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like it's still yeah. not like. Like, Pizza Hut, I feel like, is a really bad Pizza, yes. it's, it's it? just bad. But it's, it's still, still good. It. Like it's, if you put a slice in front of me, I'm gonna eat it. I don't. I'm know. gonna eat it. I know. Fawn <laughs> Fawn got has a bunch of those personal pan pizza things from the Book It thing. They're still mm -hmm. doing yeah. that. And Dan's like, we are. We're all gonna go as a family mm, and she'll get her free that. pizza. And I'm like, you take her, mm -hmm. enjoy, because he'll eat any pizza. Oh. He doesn't yeah. care. I bet if I blindfolded you and had you taste a deep dish Pizza Hut pizza. And a stick of French toast, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. <laughs> well, really? I don't know about that. It's just oh. that sweet. Huh? To me, the minimum pizza that I will eat um, 
Domino's Brooklyn style is okay. Haven't eaten a Domino's really? in yeah for some, like twenty years. Their <laughs> normal pizza, I, I it's just gross. But their Brooklyn style crust, whatever they do to it, maybe it's a different sauce or something. That's pretty good. But anything worse than that, I don't know. Like I'm not. I'm definitely not the. You know, it's still pizza. Yeah, pizza maestro. Not a pizza maestro. A, that's for sure. I have a weird love. There's things that I'm really embarrassed of, and mayo is one of them. But the other one is um, Papa John's because it I've comes never had with it. Is garlic, it garlic, butter. Oh yeah. Like, I would never dip anything in butter in my life. Like in, in in the real world, I'm not like heating up butter on the regular. No. But you give me a perfectly good pizza with this garlic butter, and every bite I have to like drench it in butter. I don't know. It's a disease. It's, it's just because so it's good. there. You're yeah, like, it's available. Great. All right, well, we'll close with this. I'm going to ask you your favorite pizza because I know that Andy, Alex, and I will have the exact same answer. Yeah. Mine's Brittany, what's still... your favorite pizza ever? Uh, probably uh, anything from Pizzeria Lola. That's probably my favorite. Lola, pizza. that's very good. Very good. Tevin, what do you got? Favorite, probably tasty pizza in Columbia Heights. Tasty pizza tasty in Columbia Heights. Tasty pizza. Yep. Huh. It's right there right. in the name. I have yep. three different ones. You do? <laughs> I do. I mean, yeah, I kind of have like a tie between my two favorites. Well, and there's so many different types of pizza. Because yeah, there's yeah. the eight dish pizza, yep. there's wood-fired pizza. Like, I love punch pizza. I will yeah. house a punch pizza yeah. anytime, any day, sure. anywhere. Yep. Delicious. In. So good. What's your favorite, Alex? Well, the, the Mario the Baker in Florida mm -hmm. is... It's if we're talking about delicious. just like classic yeah, pizza, yeah, like standard pizza, yeah, just like you know, few toppings. For me, it would be pepperoni and cheese. For you, it would be cheese. Mine would just be but, black olive. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, cheese and black olive. Just a yeah. simple pizza. Yeah, Mario is definitely number one. Yeah, okay, but like all three of us agree. Giordano's, mm -hmm. delicious. Rectangle that pizza. Yep. Rectangle it's pizza. So good. I had for the first time. The... So good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so we went it's, there. It, but it's lasagna. It's, so it's lasagna. It's, Let's and not pretend it's not yeah, lasagna. Same thing oh, with really? Giordano's. Mm -hmm. It's like two slices, and you're like, I won't eat for oh, a few yeah. days. They're or so thick. But any pizza, pizza by the slice in New York. Yes. Wow. Never done it. Nope. So probably never yeah. will. I. It's fantastic. You have a rat running up to you. Favorite stories of all time. I actually introduced Alex to Mario the Baker, well, we the guy who owned it, the head oh. chef, and all the rest of it. You would have thought she met Paul McCartney. Mm. I, <laughs> I appreciate that about Alex. Yep. She really prioritizes the people that need to be prioritized. And it sounds he like does. this Mario is straight up Minnie Mouse to her, he and I appreciate really that. really is. I just love Well, her. was, right? Was yes. He's dead. been dead for soul. quite some time. I, I was think. just going to All right, we got to wrap it up because the family show is coming up right after this. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.